Hello and welcome to Unapologetic with me, Robin McNeil, identity coach and mentor for coaches. This is the podcast for the entrepreneurs with the complex mind as we pick apart the intricacies of running a successful business. Enjoy conversations with incredible guests from around the world. And of course, you'll get to hear my inner bitch firsthand as I dive headfirst into the topics we often shy away from. Ready to be unapologetic? Let's go. So today we're going to talk about the five issues that all high achievers face, especially as we become entrepreneurs. So what are those five things? I mean, really, the five things could probably be turned into seven or ten different things. Uh, So we're going to talk about five overarching, I think, principles, really. And we're going to we're going to take it from there. So let's start with perfectionism. I think perfectionism is honestly the thing that we as high achievers, we will take to heart. We always want things to be perfect because we have taken uh, the kind of feedback our whole lives. If you think about, you know, going through school, we would get grades, we would get marked, we would be told what's wrong. And then we had some internal part of us that was like, oh, I need to fix this. Whether we were fixing it for ourselves, fixing it for our teacher, fixing it for our parents, we always had the need to fix and make it as perfect as possible and, and be the best as possible. Holy shit, can that fuck you up when you become an entrepreneur? Really and truly. Because if there's anything I've learned about entrepreneurship, it's that messy action is probably your most successful action. In fact, when I do things without planning, um, and a great example of this is when I launched a, um, a week-long Voxer coaching package. So you could... Sign up for $111, get a week of Voxer access because I'm a phenomenal Voxer coach. I will toot that horn. And I didn't overthink it. It was our 11-year anniversary on the Saturday. I put it out Friday afternoon, I think. I I wrote an email and I had lots of fun with the email. It had five gifts in it. <laughs> and I, I promoted on social media, did a couple of slides, and then just kind of let things happen. And I sold out. I actually oversold, in fact, that Voxer week. I sold to previous clients. I sold to new clients. I sold to people making a million dollars. Like, (laughs) this stuff, you know, it's exactly what you're told to do. Take messy action. Put it out there. Don't overthink it. Don't be perfect. And it's amazing what, what can happen. And then, you know, on the flip side, I can have the most perfectly planned out launch and execute and also feel crickets because there's a, there's an energy behind taking messy action. And I think that's why people don't talk about is the energy about messy action. It's this like, 
almost an I don't give a fuck <laughs> kind of energy of, hey, I'm putting this out here because I want to and I really just I, I, I just want to and I want to serve and I want to help and this is how I'm going to do it and like take it or leave it. This is what it's here for. Um, but when we have this like perfectly planned out, like here, take me, you know, take them through the journey of buying, which I can't, I mean, it still needs to happen. Don't get me wrong. But if you try to over perfect it, you can lose a lot of that energy. And this is what they don't tell you, that energy behind it. And so there's an energy behind perfectionism that can actually fuck us over. <laughs> Because we can sit there too long trying to make things perfect, never putting them out, uh, reanalyzing. So perfectionism always, always leads to overthinking. Always, without a doubt. Every single one of my clients um, will overthink something because they're trying to get it perfectly right. And we have to be okay with being imperfect. So step number one cut the perfectionism. Start taking some messy, fun, energetic action before it leads to overwhelm (laughs) and burnout and overthinking. Okay, number two. Number two. I think the number two problem that we have as high achievers is people-pleasing. Hands up if you people-please. And all of your hands should be up. (laughs) I know you're silently laughing right now. But seriously, because this is what we've done our whole lives. We have been pleasing our teachers and our parents. We have been humbling ourselves so that uh, we don't overshadow our friends. This has been my story. I remember I was probably the same age as my daughter, 9 or 10, uh, maybe slightly older. And one of my friend's moms ended up calling my mom and saying, can you just please make sure that Robin doesn't share her report card with my daughter? Um, Because my daughter is always comparing herself to, to Robin and she keeps getting down on herself and Robin's just too smart. And like, she actually, I mean, this is the kind of person she was. She, she was putting me down to my mom. Uh, why my mom shared that with me, I'll never know. <laughs> I think she was trying to be nice about it. But um, yeah, she she said this. And I remember like my mom came at it very like, you know, I'm so proud of you. You're so smart. Um, and And she really like tried to bolster my confidence. But yeah, like let's try not to tell your friend about your grades and how well you did. And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Of course not. But it's amazing how that one incident has transpired to people-pleasing and humbling throughout my entire life. It's like every time that I have a win, I, I hold back on it. I can't celebrate it. I can't receive the win fully because I'm afraid that if I celebrate too loudly that I am hurting or injuring somebody else. And that's been something that I've had to shift. I can't be responsible for everybody's feelings. I can't please everyone because in pleasing everyone, I please no one. And I definitely don't please myself. And that's honestly the hardest thing 
is when you're not even taking care of yourself anymore because you're too busy taking care of everybody else, your kids, your husband, your wife, your um, dog, <laughs> your cat, uh, the woman down the street who you, you're not even related to. She's just more of an acquaintance, but you're picking up her children after school just to be nice that kind of people-pleasing tendency that is going to be a struggle for you as an entrepreneur because not only are you not going to be capable of receiving and celebrating and shining your light, which you need to do as a marketer, so not only that, you're also in that people-pleasing mode and you are going to allow boundaries to be pushed. So many boundaries to be pushed. And that is a real big problem when you're a coach or a mentor or a consultant, even somebody who's in a done-for-you service, and you're allowing your clients to kind of to stretch those boundaries and to walk all over you. One of the best things that I have ever done is saying to my clients, like, especially with Boxer, you have the ability to Voxer me at any time of day, anytime you want, middle of the night, early in the morning, from across the world. I don't care. Do it. And I will check it when I am able and ready to and have the capacity to. You can guarantee that I will check it between Monday and Thursday, 9 to 2. Guaranteed, I will 100% check between those hours. And I will be more sporadic outside of those hours. People know that Fridays are my CEO days and I sometimes take a half day so they know I may not get to them on a Friday and that's okay. But they know the boundary because I've set the boundary. And when they come to me and say, I don't know if I can talk about this or I don't know if I can ask this or is this in the scope of the contract, this is my favorite saying to them. Allow my boundaries to be mine. Allow me to say when it's too much Allow me to say when this needs uh, or requires a different type of service. Just allow me to have that boundary. After saying that to clients, you can see an incredible shift. But if you are not holding true to your boundaries, if you're not even saying, this is my boundary, let it, let it be mine, here's what you can actually expect, you're going to fall into that people-pleasing. And people-pleasing will lead you to resentment. It will lead you to not celebrating. It will lead you to keeping yourself small, to having boundaries pushed. I mean, people pleasing can lead you so many different places. The best thing you can do for yourself today, so here's tip number two. Tip number two, best thing you can do for yourself is to set impeccable boundaries. And remember, when you set those boundaries, stick to them. Don't allow yourself to cross those boundaries. You do not need to please anyone because in pleasing anyone and everyone, you don't please yourself. Put you first. So here's a little sub tip because I get this asked this question quite a bit from my clients. Oh, I'm doing client work or I've done all these calls and, you know, by the end of the day, I'm just so exhausted. Like, I feel like I don't have time to work on X, Y, Z. Always, always prioritize your business ahead of any client. Always prioritize yours first. Whew, okay, that was a big one. Now let's talk about procrastination. <laughs> okay, this is an interesting one because procrastination is often 
it's not necessarily the problem, it's the symptom, but I felt like it deserved its own little mention here. Procrastination often happens because you are not in alignment with anything else. You're not in alignment with either the service that you're putting out, the people that you're trying to serve. Um, You could potentially, I mean, with procrastination, it could just be a, I want it really, 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 really perfect first. But that need to be perfect, you got to also understand, might be a symptom of, I don't want to be judged. I don't want people to think I'm this or that or whatever. You have to understand why you are procrastinating. That is number one. And I think for any mindset obstacle, you have to have some sort of recognition. If you're not going to recognize it, if you can't recognize it, you got to build some tools so that you can because you can't deal with something and some <laughs> you can't deal with it until you understand what it is you have to deal with. But procrastination becomes such a hard thing for the high achiever in particular, because we won't necessarily think that, oh, I'm procrastinating because I don't like this or I don't want this or because our minds are so complex that we are going to make logical reasons why we do want it. We're going to be like, oh, but I do want it because ABC. I, I want to put out this program because it can potentially make me and I really want that. And that's great. But do you really want it? Is this really how you want to get that $10,000? Is there something else that you probably want more? And part of this problem is that high achievers, we are also multi-talented, multi-hyphenate, sometimes multi-passionate. I don't always like to say multi-passionate because it may not be a passion, but we are so multi-talented. We're diverse. We have such a diverse skill set. We can DIY pretty much fucking everything, <laughs> um, which we're going to get into next, <laughs> that we are going to give ourselves reasons why this is the thing that actually we thought we, you know, we want to do, but it's not. We're not going to think that way. We are just going to procrastinate. And then we put so much pressure on ourselves and we get angry at ourselves. Why am I procrastinating? Oh, I'm just procrastinating. I'm just lazy. You know, especially if somebody has told you these things in your life, that you're lazy, that, you know, you never, this is a big one. You never follow through with anything. You're all these ideas and never any action. I mean, if you've been told this kind of thing, this is this is going to come up even harder and unfortunately, and I'm not a psychologist, but I know that this exists, when we have experienced that kind of talk from somebody else in our lives, we can often take that and we can create a situation that feels comfortable where we do it again. So if we were procrastinating when we were younger, because let's say, okay, you've got math homework, like who wants to do math homework? I mean, there's some people, my brother loved it, but who wants to do math homework? I don't. So for sure, I'm going to procrastinate that. I am going to do that like 10 minutes before the bell rings the next day. And luckily, I had the privilege of being able to, to mentally execute on that homework 10 minutes before the bell rings, but I would procrastinate the shit out of that. Now, if I had somebody telling me, you're just lazy, 
you're just not smart or um, you never follow through on anything. Later in life, I'm going to create situations because that became my norm. Let's say that, you know, that happens all the time. It became my norm. So I'm going to create a new norm in a new situation. And I'm going to procrastinate things so that my subconscious or my my inner voice is going to tell me those same things. You're just lazy. You just have no follow through. Boom, creating that that safe space or this comfort zone, this thing that I'm used to. Instead of creating a new norm, which is I'm not a procrastinator. I take action, but I only take fucking action on the things that I'm meant to take action on. That's the key. So procrastination. I want you to think about things that you're procrastinating on. This is your tip three. What are you procrastinating on right now? And I want you to ask yourself, am I procrastinating because I just don't know what the next step is? Or is it something else? Is it, I don't actually want to do this? Because I'll tell you what, doing something outside of that energy, outside of that passion, yeah, you're going to keep procrastinating. And this brings me to obstacle number four. (laughs) And that is the pressure you put on yourself. Ugh. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even know if I need to talk about this at all (laughs) because being a high achiever, being somebody who is gifted or a deep thinker or a researcher, an academic, any way you want to look at it, you are going to put an unbelievable amount of pressure on yourself to be all of the things that we talked about earlier, to be perfect, to not procrastinate, to follow through, uh, to be the best. I mean, we could get into comparison Um, so many reasons for us to put pressure on ourselves. And the funny part about it is that we're not on anybody's timeline here. I mean, sure, if you have some financial worries, then yeah, you might have to move a little bit quicker. You might have to hustle a little bit more. And I don't always love using the word hustle and we'll find out why next segment, but (laughs) you putting pressure on yourself is going to hold you back from success. It also shifts your energy. And I I can't say this enough. There is there is more to be said about the energy that you bring to your marketing versus what you say, how you say it, um, putting together this perfect email. No, mm-mm. it's the energy. And when you're putting the pressure on yourselves, people can feel that. Think about it. I mean, for me, If I'm in launch phase, so I warn my family ahead of time, I'm heading into a bit of a launch. Like we all know I can be a little bit of a bitch during launch time because I'm so focused and I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to show up every day, to market appropriately, to, uh, to, to do lead generation, to reach out to people I think would be a good fit for the program. And I'm also putting pressure on myself to deliver. You know, it's a whole lot easier when you're doing this for somebody else. But when you do it for yourself, you're going to put that pressure on. And it's really funny because high achievers are also the people who despise other people putting pressure on them. I despised people who would put me in a box or uh, give me a timeline or tell me I could or couldn't do something. That's a lot of pressure that I didn't need. But I'll do it to myself. So here is tip number four about pressure. You are on nobody's timeline but your own. 
you owe it to nobody but yourself. And you can relax a little. This is where you can bring out this inner bitch. (laughs) Tell her to come out, slap your inner self silly, and just say, you know what? I don't need to do this right now. I don't need to go and do that client work right now. I don't need to answer this Voxer message. I don't have to put out the perfect post. I don't have to put out my post at 9 a.m. I can wait until 1 o'clock in the afternoon if I feel like it. There is something to be said about doing it, but doing it without pressure. Figure out a way for you to take off that pressure. Okay, last segment. Number five. Obstacle number five. We made it. Hustle culture. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I mean, here's the thing. When you become an entrepreneur, you're not just the expert in your specialty. You're not just a coach. You're not just a mentor. You're not just a lead gen strategist. You are a business owner. You're a CEO, which means you're putting on a lot of fucking hats. You are putting on the bookkeeping and financial hat. You are putting on the marketing and the sales hat. You are putting on the back-end systems hat, especially if you're growing your business. You don't have the opportunity to hire people. I also don't recommend hiring people, just as a side note. You shouldn't be hiring anybody until you understand your business inside and out anyway. Because how are you going to manage them? How are you going to direct them? How are they going to be effective? How do you even know who you need until you figure out how you need it? Hustle culture is a real thing. And it's a real thing for you because we are doing all of these things. We are wearing all of these hats. We are also then going out into the world And we are absorbing information from all of these aspects. I want to know more about marketing and sales and lead generation and how to set up my Dubsado or whatever it is. But then this is where the messaging can fuck with your mind. Because you're going to get messaging that tells you you need to invest here. You need to invest there. The only thing that you need to build your six-figure business is this. The only way that you will overcome your mindset is by doing this. (laughs) Like, uh, can we get away from this messaging? No, because we're also searching for leads. We are, you know, as much as we we don't want to be on social media sometimes because it is draining, especially for our overactive minds, um, we have to be there because we're marketers. And you may not be in a position where you can hire it out. Or even if you do hire it out, you're still probably going to have to be a part of this process. Uh, And this can really get you hustling. Because we are taking in all of these subliminal messages and then our brain's like, but so-and-so said that you need to be on 100% of the time, that you're the one holding yourself back from success and you got to work long hours, you know, you got to fit in it working when you can. And like, P.S., by the way, (laughs) I have like this, this rule Um, and I've said it to my clients. I haven't actually said it this out loud to anybody outside of my clientele, but I will not work long term with a coach who does not have children. And I might, and I say this with a caveat as if I had one coach that had children and they understood it and I was able to articulate that to them. And then I had another coach for a very specific application. Um, might be a little bit of a different story. 
But if you're my main coach, you're the one that's going to help me through all of like the fuckitiness that goes on in my head. I'm sorry, but you need to have children because you do not understand what it's like to mentally hold space for another human being 24-7, whether you like it or not, until you become a mom. So all the moms here, like, I see you, I hear you, I know exactly how you feel. I'm sure you're nodding your head like, yep, you get it. So no, I don't have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. I know this was a big thing. Um, I don't because I don't have the help that Beyonce has. So if you're telling me to hustle all the time, either I'm hustling and I'm uh, I'm really taking away time from my family. I'm also becoming more irritable because I'm probably exhausted. And when I get exhausted, I get super irritable. Uh, I'm going to get in my head more and I'm going to get more overwhelmed and then I'm going to spiral and I'm going to burn the fuck out. Burnout is a real thing for us, and this is why we have to slow the fuck down. It's why we have to avoid the hustle culture, because the high achiever, when you are hustling, your mind is also hustling, and our minds are already going like 10, 20, 30 times faster than most people. So when you're adding on this extra pressure of also then hustling and, and having that activity going on in your brain for 7, 8, 9, 10 hours in a day from morning till night, from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep, you're going to burn the fuck out. I know this because it's happened to me. It's happened to my clients. So tip number five, you have to, whether you like it or not, you have to start taking care of you. You need to find moments to slow the fuck down. You need to find moments to sit back, meditate, or journal, or go for a walk in nature, or put on your favorite music and dance out to it. By the way, shaking, it's a real thing, <laughs> like actual shaking, but dancing gives off that same vibrational energy as shaking. These are different ways that you need to manage your nervous system. And I know nervous system is the hot word of the day, but as somebody who is currently being certified in breathwork and nervous system regulation, I can tell you 100% that if you are not adding this into your routine, if you are not applying this to your business, you are going to find yourself continually picking yourself back up spiraling the fuck down, picking up, spiraling down. And you might be going from coach to coach to coach to coach, by the way, looking for another answer. Or maybe you just keep going back to the same coach and you keep crying to them all the time about how, you know, you're in this, you're, you're in this mindset again and this has triggered you and da da da. That is your nervous system not being protected, not being regulated. You have to regulate your nervous system in order to have a clear thought process. And for people like us who already overthink anything, who already have like an unclear thought process, whose brain can go a million miles a minute and think about five different answers to your client's questions in, in, in a matter of seconds, the last thing you need is to not have a quiet mind at least once a day. So tip number five, Figure out that system that is going to get you protecting your mind, protecting your body, clearing out bad energy. I know it sounds woo, but it's true. <laughs> and really regulating your nervous system. Now, I want to take just a moment to talk about my program, Unstoppable. 
because Unstoppable does just this. It is a program for the high achiever, and we go through how to regulate your nervous system. We do it because it is an incredibly important part of your business journey. You cannot have a strategy. You cannot have execution if you are not also taking care of you. You are your biggest asset. This is what we do in Unstoppable. Every month we get together and we do three days of masterminding. And in those three days, we are going to talk about the theory of the theme of the month. We are going to talk about the strategy that you can implement. And this is where we get to do some mastermind and brainstorm and really develop a strategy as a group and as an individual. And then on day three, we are going to talk about mindset and somatic work. That's the energy work that you need to do for your body in order to execute, right? (laughs) We need all three of these things in order to move forward. And unfortunately, a majority of the programs that you see out there, they're focusing on one of those three. And then you'd have to go and you have to find a a mindset coach and an energetics coach. And you need a, a coach who understands the theory and the background, but lets you choose your adventure. And then you need the one who's like, I have the strategy. Oh, it's too many coaches, right? Too many mentors. We don't need that. We're high achievers. Like we already got a lot going on up in here. I don't know. I don't have to think about what question do I ask which coach at what time. I don't need that. Because I'm multi-passionate and multi-hypement, I have developed this program specifically for us with these three pillars, if you will, that really help you to execute. And the best part is you get the entire month, the rest of the month to execute. This means if we focus on something like client experience, that means we focus on client experience for the month. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have other issues that come up. And for sure they will. For sure we will address them. But it means we're going to focus on this and we are going to execute. We're going to understand the theory behind it. We're going to understand the strategy behind it. And we are going to make sure that we are mentally and physically ready to execute it. You might be thinking, well, isn't that a little basic? Like, shouldn't we be talking about client experience, right, as we uh, open up our business? Yes and no. The topics that we're going to go through are going to be layered. And first of all, this isn't an entry-level program. If you're an entry-level service provider and you want to come into this program, I have something different for you. You need to go and you need to learn marketing sales strategy first. When you have clients, even if it's not consistent, but you've been getting some clients, you've been working with some people, and you have a a clear understanding of what your direction is, that's what Unstoppable is for. So we can focus on these things. And these are the types of themes that, A, I'm going to allow the group to help form. Uh, I do have topics for our first four months. And once we have dealt with a topic... Even if we come back to it a year from now, guess what? It's probably time that you need a revamp. It means trends have changed. It means that uh, your business has changed. Maybe you've pivoted. Maybe you've learned some more. Maybe you've moved software. We can always revisit the topics that I have planned out. So you get that month to execute There are open office hours where you can drop in, ask questions, kind of like when you were in the nine to five, because like, hey, I know as much as we bag on our nine to fives, there was aspects of it we liked. I loved just popping into my GM's office and just shooting the shit. 
that's what the open office hours are for but they're also a chance to be like hey what do you think of this or mm, i'm i'm actually gonna go in this route and this is kind of an obstacle that's come up for me what do you think or maybe you're just like hey what's going on <laughs> brought my glass of wine and i just want to have a chat uh whatever it is doesn't matter we're gonna have open office hours but the best best part of this program is the one-to-one support because our high achieving complex minds kind of need somebody that can unravel the complexity and simplify it for us and bring it back to who we are and what we do. And so for anybody that joins Unstoppable, you will also get the opportunity to book one-to-one calls with me as needed. That's right. I said it as needed. Uh, I know the online industry is going wild right now. They're like, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> Why? No, bad, wrong, Robin, wrong. Nope. It's right. It is 100% what I want to do. I trusted my clients. I know they want to abuse this privilege. And I know that sometimes we need that flexibility to be like, hey, I need to book a call. And sometimes we just need to be left to our own devices to just fucking do it. Do the action. That is the glory of this program. It's the flexibility of this program. And I am so, so excited to invite you into it. If you are interested in this program, head over to the show notes. You can click through to the program inquiry page. It's really a submission of interest saying, hey, I'm interested in this program and I want to talk more. That will give me enough information to see if your business is the right fit for the program. And then we'll have a little chat over on the gram. So my friends, thank you for tuning in today. I do hope that these five obstacles and my little tips for overcoming them have helped move you forward today. And again, if you need any more support, come follow me over on Instagram. You've been listening to Unapologetic. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with others or leave a rating and review. Your reviews help more women to find this podcast so they too can be unapologetic in life and in business.